You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. NFL franchise tagging continues day two of 14 in 13 days. Actually, in 12 days, 23 hours, 56 minutes. It will be over for franchise tagging. Exclusive, non-exclusive. Did you figure out yet the difference? Of what? I explained yesterday. How I mean, exclusive tagging and non-exclusive tagging works? Not really. I mean, okay. it's all right. You know what I'm saying? You're good on that? I'm good on that. Okay. You know what I mean? Regardless, I'm good on that. Okay. It. We're heading into the cocktail hour. It is a Wednesday. I thought it was a Thursday for a sec. It's a Wednesday. Tomorrow, we are live from PJ National Resort and Spa, as we are on Friday. ESPN 106.3 moves to our remote studios, mm. our remote broadcast perch. Yeah, that's right. At PJ National Resort and Spa for the Honda Classic. Um, are you dressing in your uh, throwback off attire? What, what are you doing? I'm debating. I'm probably not, though. I might just keep it casual. You know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes I'll be going out there. Because, you know, for years, yeah, I, yeah, I, would, for do, years. I yeah. would do the whole thing. And then you started doing yeah. the throwback golf. Yeah, the and then, you know what I'm saying. Baggy Vance. Yes. And sometimes, you know, not that I care that they get offended, but, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't really like to put that attention on myself. You don't like to put attention on yourself? Yeah. You know, I like to keep it low key. Really? Yeah. When did that start? Ten minutes ago. <laughs> Ten seconds ago. <laughs> Ten seconds ago. Uh, what did Frank Sinatra say about the home team world famous cocktail hour? He said, it's the cocktail hour, and if ain't nobody going to take this 20, I might as well get it. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's the cocktail hour. For me, it is right now. Kick Rick and Kill's money over here right uh, quick. <laughs> what am I going to do? What, what should, should I do with Rick and Kill's 20? Um... I'm gonna go to the bank, ask for ten twos, <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna tip people with twos and be like, I know you wanted the five, but this is cooler. <laughs> yeah, it is. You should do that. <laughs> would you Would you rather have say say you were valet parking? Uh huh. And it's a real simple little thing. Mm-hmm. So the standard tip is five bucks. Mm-hmm. Like that's the standard. You know, twenty if you got like a super nice car, keep it up front, whatever. Yeah. But um, would you rather have a, a dude give you two crisp new two dollar bills? Or one raggedy five dollar bill. I Which want the two crisp dollar bills. The, no, the, the two dollar bills. Yeah, I even though two, it's a dollar less. Yeah, for sure. Do you realize it's a dollar less? I do realize four is less than five. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. I'm the same. I'm with you. Yeah, Christian, I want, the, I want the two. My buddy loves having the lucky two dollar bill in his wallet, and I've always been envious of that. Even the two two dollar bills. Even though I just looked it up because I was curious, they're not worth more than two dollars. Who who said the who said they were? Me in my head. I thought I thought they'd be like you know different quarters are worth more money. I thought two dollar bills are to a collector are maybe. I I of the beholder. You thought you thought you were gonna bring a two dollar bill to Walmart and be like it's actually worth three sixteen, <laughs> and they go you know what you're right we looked it up. No, he thought at Walmart because you know something might cost two eighty eight. He thought he can get it with that. You thought like you can get change back? Maybe a bank. They'd give me $2.50 for my $2 bill. That might be the dumbest thing this show's ever said. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, that's saying a lot. Yeah. No wonder we didn't let you talk for a while. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Turn your mic off. <laughs> Why would a $2 bill... Oh, like... Okay, so it's not... You couldn't... It's it's not at a store worth more than 2 bucks. You're saying a collector might pay. Or like if you melt down a dime, I'm pretty sure the value of the metal is now worth more than $0.05. Cents. I think that it goes ebbs and flows, I swear. Well, why would a dime be worth $0.05? Cents? 
Ah, yeah. That yeah. was that was that was double. Turn your mic off. You are on that a roll. <laughs> I had to beat the previous. Turn your statement. mic off. No. Turn your mic off. <laughs> Poor Christian. He didn't deserve this. He did. He didn't ask for this. Yeah, he did. Actually, you know what? Yes, he did. He didn't ask for it, but he deserved it. Yeah. I'm sorry. He did deserve it. He did deserve it. Cocktail hour is being presented by Gosling's Rum. Um, I'm looking forward to um, getting myself a dark and stormy. That was your nickname in high school. That was. Yeah. <laughs> Gosling's the official rum and the ginger beer of the 2023 Honda Classic. If you're heading to the tournament this year, stop by the Gosling's Bear Trap for a taste of spirited seas rum. That's Gosling's first ocean-aged expression. Grab the ready-to-drink dark and stormy canned cocktails. We'll be consuming those, me and Theo, live on the air. I can't wait to what, listen to really? that. We were drinking last year on the air. On the air? From Gosling's Bear Trap. Yeah, Word? we have to. It's their show. It's True. their party. True. You have to. True. But be careful. Be careful with Theo, though. Because, you know, he, he get a little loose when he starts drinking. I yeah. Bet. Yeah. Well, hopefully he gets himself in trouble. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the new dark and stormy canned cocktails available in mango, pineapple, and black cherry flavors. It all goes down at the Honda Classic, proudly sponsored by Gosling's Rum. For more information about the new Gosling's products, go to goslingsrum.com. 21 and over only. By the way, this will be the debut in the U.S., the first time ever that these new Gosling products are being tasted, opened, sampled. We'll be at the Honda Classic. Ooh. Yeah, Saturday, noon to 2, Theo will join me for a very special Saturday inside the Bear Trap. Bear okay, Trap Live. That's what's up. Yeah. Make sure everybody come out and check out my boy Josh Cohen. The yeah. Bear Trap. Problem is, is that, you know, it gets a little rowdy in there. Does it? Well, first of all, they reach capacity. Uh-huh. So you do got to get up in the Bear Trap when you can. Because uh-huh. otherwise, there's a wait people to come out for you to go win. Because yeah, I, I, I don't know capacity of the structure, but it fills. If okay. it's if it's if it's fifteen hundred, it gets there by you know two p.m. on Saturday. I didn't know it was that big. The bear trap, yeah, enormous. No kidding. Um, also, the whole thing upstairs and downstairs. Mm. Um, that covers your view of fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. The bear trap, like you can see three holes of play from the bear trap. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. For sure. But also the language in there. People get rowdy. Yeah. I always run into celebrities in the bear trap. Okay. I run into like Rick Ankiel and his baseball buddies, mm-hmm. major league guys that you know by face. I run into um, football guys mm-hmm. always. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. He was I there. I always run into him in the, in the bear trap. But anyways, it gets a little rowdy in there. It gets a little wild in there. And so if you're doing a broadcast, you got to be careful. You want to broadcast somewhere... Because you know, you know what happens. We're at Honda. Yeah. People walk by, they yell "JC." Mm-hmm. Now imagine they're doing it while they're drunk inside of that JC, and they know we're on the air. They might say things. Oh yeah, for sure. You got to be careful. That's why so y'all got to y'all better have that dumb button. Ready. Whoever produces on Saturday's got to be on top. You of know, it. I had a JC moment the other day. I just thought about this. What happened? Because you know, how you always talk about people be asking you for tickets. Yes. This is the first time this has ever happened to me. Somebody hit me up in a DM and was like, yo, what's up with them tickets to Honda Classic? Really? Yeah, and I was like... I ain't got none. I was like, well, you guys are the wrong person. But now I know how you feel because that's never happened to me before. Like, no one has ever associated me with Honda Classic before. Well, now and you... asked me for tickets. I mean, now you're the face of sports. Yeah. The Palm Beaches and Treasure Coast. So I felt kind of good about myself because I was like, at least they... You know, the first person they went to to ask for tickets for the Honda Classic how do you know, was me. How do you know they're the fir- you're the first person? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it somebody you know well? 
Not really. Oh, boy. Yeah. So did you give them the kind of treatment when someone asked for some change outside of CVS? Like, I'm sorry, you tap your pockets. I got I got none. I got no tickets. I was like, dog, you asking the wrong dude. Uh, by the way, if you're just joining us, uh, Christian had a very powerful two minutes. He learned that a $2 bill is worth $2. Yeah. <laughs> and he also learned that if you melt down a dime, it's worth more than five cents. <laughs> he says it's worth more than a nickel. <laughs> you just got to put it back together. A dime's worth 10 cents. Debatable. <laughs> Not really. No. Depending on the price of uh, silver. A, a dime is always 10 cents. 10 cents it, might not go very far, but it's still 10 cents. But wait a minute. What is a nickel made out of? Nickel? Uh, no. Silver or nickel? No, it's, or? It, I don't know. What, who cares? Uh, today <laughs> is um, today's the day that Dean is going to get a very important uh, lesson, a middle school anatomy lesson, because Dean believes he has a health condition. He claims he's dealing with a health condition, but also you claiming it's a second time this is second that you've time gone this. through this health condition. For sure. So um, let's get things started um, with you explaining, because we're concerned for your health and well-being. Do you want to? Do you want to? Want me to explain it now or back in the day? You have what diabetes type what? Type a lot. <laughs> okay, so it's not type one or type two. No. And you also claim. That you have what type of uh, cell anemia? Sickle, popsicle cell. Popsicle cell. I got cell. popsicle cell anemia. Popsicle cell anemia. I got diabetes, diabetes type, a lot. type a lot. And I got um. And now you're dealing jaundice. with jaundice. And jaundice. It's hard to see. Yeah. Um, what's the uh, what's the deal here now? Back in the day, you're sure that you went through what? Because I, I remember being in high school, and I used to ride the bus. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I get off the bus. In high school, you rode the bus? Yeah. I rode, oh, that's sad. I did, man. I rode, I rode the bus all the way until like 12th grade. You didn't have friends with a car? Nope. That's no, sad. I did, but they wouldn't take me to school. I rode the bus, man. Real talk. I rode the bus, but then like, you know, you get to high school and you you know somebody got a car. Yeah. <laughs> you know I know. I, I, you would, I would have thought I had friends with cars, but no, man. I rode the bus. No wonder you learned how to fight. <laughs> all those little kids picking on you. It's true. You're like, I better learn how to fight. But I remember getting off the bus, and then, you know, you get out of school at like two, so like that's dead summertime. Mm-hmm. I mean, like dead heat. Yeah. So I remember getting off the bus, and I'd be walking home off the bus. How far was the bus stop? It was the bus stop probably be, I don't know a quarter mile. All right, that's far in the dead of summer. Yeah. At two thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, it's, it's far. Like it's not a it's not an easy walk. No. And I and you know and I was styling too, man, because back in high school I used to dress good. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I and and I always used to wear layers. I had this thing, no real talk. I had this thing about me because I was so skinny, and I think that's how it started. That I would wear a pair of shorts and then pants over that, and then I'd always wear two shirts, two t shirts. Because in 2012, you were so skinny, 2011, 12, and it would be summertime, or we would go to polo matches, and you'd have layer on layer on layer. And I started thinking, is he doing this because he's so skinny now? No, I mean, it just. But you were skinny because you were fighting at 145. Yeah, 145. But, like, I grew up, like, as a kid, I used to always wear layers. I always, I stopped wearing two pair, a pair of shorts under my pants when I was in my 30s. See, now that would make sense if, if you swam or went to the beach and surfed. Right. You don't no. use, do the water. But I always would have a pair of shorts on. I still do it now Cause, sometimes. Because give you a butt? Yeah. For like your jeans? No, I just, I don't know why I do it. I still do it sometimes now. I still wear a pair of shorts under my jeans. Why? I don't know. That's weird. You should talk to a therapist. You're a therapist about that. I still do it. Like, I've, I've been doing that my entire life. It's like that episode of Arrested Development when we saw that uh, David Cross's character showers with his clothes on. Yeah. They can't even be naked. <laughs> Never nude. Never nude. Never nude. That's the condition, right? Never yes. nude. Never nude. Yeah. David Cross, he's funny. 
So, um, so all oh, kidding aside, all kidding aside, what are you, what are you dealing with? What's so, your yeah, so now, so I would, I would walk home and then I would just, I would have like these heat flashes mm-hmm. and like my neck, hot and, flashes, uh, yeah, hot flashes, and my neck and my back would get like real itchy and like hot, and mm-hmm. it feel like it was burning and get real itchy. Yeah, and then that's when I you realized know what that is that that's called the sun. No, that's when I realized I was going through menopause. Menopause. Yes. Oh, that makes and sense that, now. And, it just, and then now it came back, and I'm I've, I was sitting in the car today, man, and I and I felt and if I've I felt that nostalgia of being in high school and walking home from the bus. Really? And I felt like that heat, and it was itchy, and it was real hot, and it was sting. And then that's when I realized I'm going through menopause again. So so you experienced menopause when you were 16. Mm-hmm. And now it's happening to you again. At 46, 30 years later, it came back. 30 years later, your menopause came back. So as you explain, as a male, born a male, with male um, innards mm-hmm. and outers, mm-hmm. from what we can tell, um, you have experienced menopause not once, but now for the second time. Twice. And as you talk about your menopause, there's a dude right now in his car, and he's like, man, you need to pause. <laughs> you need to pause with this. No. Um, you realize menopause is exclusive to to women. That's not true. It it, it, it absolutely is, is true. Um, the hot flashes you were feeling, you know what that was? What? That was heat. It was the sun. <laughs> and you wearing six layers of clothes and shorts under your jeans. Then why not? Like now I just wear one shirt and now I don't got shorts on under these jeans. What's weird that, that he wears shorts under his jeans or if he wore his shorts under over his jeans. <laughs> Would you be weirder, Christian? Over is a style. Under is People uncomfortable for no out. reason. I'm aware. I'm gonna start wearing my shorts over my jeans. You should. <laughs> and then just see if anyone says anything. <laughs> have you never seen that? I've never seen that. I remember in gym class there was a kid that did that. Because they're like, you have to wear shorts. Yeah. And and they're like the kid, I guess he was felt conscious. He might have had eczema or something. Who knows? Yeah. And the gym teacher was like, You have to wear shorts. And the kid came out the locker room. It was like, you know, just it wasn't even dodgeball day. Because the dodgeball day, a lot of kids come down with like, oh, I'm sick. I don't feel, I have to go to the yeah, nurse's office. Right. Because they don't want to get lit up. Yeah. It was like normal gym class day. And this kid came out of the, the, the locker room and he had his shorts on over his jeans. No. Now, when I was in high school, you know, you didn't have cell phones and cameras. Right. Could you imagine nowadays? Man, that a would million be viral. Hits. He had his shorts on on the outside of his jeans. And the teacher was like, what the hell are you doing? He said, you said I had to have my shorts on the outside. <laughs> but he was, he probably had some kind of like condition. You know, he's probably embarrassed. That was embarrassing. Cause I had eczema when I was, when I was in high really? school and in, in, in elementary school. Oh, that's awful. And that was bad, man, because I would, cause you know, shorts back then weren't very big. Yeah, they were short. Yeah, they were called shorts for a reason. Yeah, that, that's why. They, and I remember I would be like, and I had the skinniest little legs. My legs used to look like bamboo. Uh, like my kneecap <laughs> would be like that part of bamboo. Yeah. <laughs> so man, so imagine that with, with, with my legs shorts. Look like bamboo. <laughs> SpongeBob. My legs look like bamboo. So, oh, that's hilarious. So imagine that. So imagine that with the little tight shorts on and then my legs would always be all itchy and scratchy. You got your John Stockton shorts yeah. on. <laughs> Way up there like that. And then little white socks with the little stripes on them. Oh, man. That's rough. Yeah, man. It was, that's my childhood, man. It was tough. That's rough. Uh, if you wore your shorts on the outside. That'd be weirder, right? I think so. Yeah. You got you to talk to your therapist about I what that's about. To, I got to talk to Because it's not like you're prepared for something. It's not like it's, you know, hey, if I'm going swimming. No. There's no, there's no rationale behind it other than trying to fill out your clothes. Were your jeans too big as a kid? I mean, I mean, obviously, because you know everybody used to wear big jeans back then. Yeah, but, but I don't. But I mean, I, this continued until my thirties. 
The Christian making a face right now. <laughs> that, and I, don't, and no. I have no idea why I do it. I'm like, never nude? Are you a never nude? Yeah. Are you a never nude? No, it's not a, I'm not even a never nude. You can rent a car with regular priced insurance, but I, I don't understand it. Oh, no, 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 no. He had a, he had a son in school. He was still <laughs> yeah. wearing shorts under his jeans. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He was, in, he was in his 37 years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago. Uh-huh. So just for reference. Running errands. Like no, he was on this show. Where yeah. <laughs> really you, were, you were on this show seven years ago. You were on the show. Yes. No chafe. No chafing. Oh no, no, no chafing. No, you gotta, gotta be chafing. Be. No, Harry chafing carpenter <laughs> over here. There's no way. I swear it. I remember we were talking about fraternity a little bit ago and golf night and tequila and that awful experience. Um, I remember we would do a thing where you would call a pledge in his dorm and you'd be like, "Be at my room in ten minutes." 28 articles of clothing. See you then. And you hang up the phone. Because you'd have a girl over you like, watch this. And then 10 minutes later, a kid would show up. He'd have six socks on his left foot, six socks on his right foot. He'd have shorts on over his pants. Over, because you couldn't get them under. Right, right, right. Bigger shorts, bigger shorts. Mm -hmm. T-shirts, white shirts, white jacket. Literally, you'd count it. What did I, take off those socks. That had to be You were 15. You were 15. <gasps> I got six on my left foot. I got six socks on my right foot. Let's count. He does. 27. Oh, All right. Go to sleep. That is mean. They did it to us. You got to get creative. It's problem solving. Yeah, that would, that would be pretty difficult to do. 28 items of clothes. I didn't really make kids do dumb stuff. I made kids do constructive stuff. Stuff that would problem solve that would help them in life. Or like beer run. See, but was Things it would benefit me. Hold on, but wait a minute. Was it worth it though? Because like you're in a, you were in a fraternity. Yes. Have it ever benefited you after college? Absolutely. Resourcefulness, mm -hmm. problem solving, utilizing your resources. Absolutely. So, ha I mean, but... And I wasn't in a D-bag fraternity. I was in right. one of those fraternities that treats, you know, the pledges really poorly. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, congratulations, brother. People are going to have resentment. Yeah. They're going to harbor that resentment, and then it's going to show itself. We didn't want the coolest kids. We didn't want the best looking kids. So that's why how you got in, huh? This, that's how I got in. Yeah. <laughs> we wanted... It kind of, fraternity was kind of like our company... Good common brands, good people mm -hmm. that were fun to be with, that were good that you could depend on, that would pick up the slack for you. So we had our fraternity was kind of some of the screw ups, to yeah. be honest with you. Okay, like but I, they were just still cool, good people. Yeah, like like one of my fraternity brothers was was this high school quarterback star. He was a stud quarterback for the county, Maryland, and whatnot. But then he got his girlfriend pregnant, mm -hmm. so he had like a baby in high school. So then he couldn't really go away, do big time college, play football. So he wound up going to college as a commuter, Towson State, being fraternity. But then like in a flag football team, he was a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is just like this Guy like that. company. Yeah. But then you'd have the fat dude who was really shy, but really funny. Mm -hmm. And then you'd have the dude who was the class clown, troublemaker, but had a good heart. Mm -hmm. we, we were made up of that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not doing the fraternity thing where it's, Treat me poor for no reason. There's no method to this. I'm just your personal servant. Yeah, that, that's and then, whack. I and then all of a sudden, that was whack. It is. And then you and then you get in and it's like, okay, we're brothers. No. There were fraternities like that. Yeah. And those dudes always fought. Right. And those dudes always fought over girls. Right. And those dudes, you know, you could feel the vibe. It was like, these dudes don't love each other. Our dudes love each other. Our dudes look out for each mm -hmm. other. Not everybody's going to get along always. <clears throat> but for the most part, it was like, yo, everybody's on the same page. And that is... Yo, let's have a good time and yeah. be good to one another. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know Christian was in a fraternity. No chance. Lambda, Lambda, no. Lambda. Ugh. Lambda, you were a tri-Lambda. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I delivered to the fraternities. You Delivered? Weed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, no. don't Christian look like he used to sell weed to high school kids? Absolutely. He probably still does. When I say used to, I meant, I meant in November. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I got this shot. Yeah. Did, did you go to college? Yeah, I went to Where? Penn State. You went to Penn State? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. We are? Penn State. Okay. Um, And you weren't he a He went fraternity? to school with LaDamely and Tomlinson. Ladanian Tomlinson is his name. His though. cousin, yeah. And and Ladanian Tomlinson, where do you go to school? Penn State. TCU. Oh. Um, when did you go to college? At I went Penn to college 2016-2020. Uh, oh, so you were there right after the uh, paternal stuff. Yeah, afterwards. Like right after. Like Bill O'Brien was your coach? Uh, no, always had James Franklin. Okay. Oh, Franklin. You're, oh, he's young. You're young. My freshman year was the Big Ten Championship. Big when did, comeback. When did you stop selling weed to high school kids? Uh, well, my... I got a guy meeting me later today, so I <laughs> so didn't. Dumb. The side hustle. <laughs> why did you say when Dean asked you if you're a fraternity man, why did you say it with such disdain? Oh, because I delivered to those guys. That was my delivered part-time what, pizza? job. Uh, are you hungry sandwiches? Fat sandwiches. Hold on. There was a place called Are You Hungry? It's a ripoff of the Rutgers place. Yeah. It was called Are You Hungry? Yep. Uh, A-R-E the space the letter U. And what's it called hungry. at Rutgers? Uh, Is you hungry? Is you hungry? <laughs> no, the letter R. Space, letter U, like Rutgers University. Are oh, you hungry? So R, yeah. The letter R, the letter U, yes. hungry. Yes. And then your ripoff is A-R-E, yeah. letter U. So mm. they got the Big Mac. Hey, yo, we, got, we got the Big Mick. Yeah. <laughs> they got the gold arches. They got the gold arches. So you delivered sandwiches for turny guys. Yeah. And, and they probably, what, they look down on you? They were mean to you? Worst tippers ever. Really? Ever. Not even the rich kids? Not even the rich kids. Damn. Because my fraternity brothers, we were poor. Yeah. I mean, there, there was nobody in my fraternity had money. But did it cost money to be in a fraternity? Yeah, you paid your annual dues mm-hmm. each year, but you drank that in the first week. Oh, yeah? At keg parties. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. No, it costs money because there's operational costs. Right. How much How much did it cost to do a fraternity? It was like it was like 70 bucks a semester, maybe. Something That's like it? That. Yeah. I, man, I thought it was going to be a lot more oh, no, than we that. Cru- no, we crushed. We crushed it. Yeah, no, we did good. You get help from alumni. Yeah. You got dudes graduate. They get jobs. They get mm-hmm. big jobs. They're making $25,000 a year. <laughs> they start kicking in. They're like, yo. Boosters. Here's a, yeah, here's a $100 <laughs> donation. Like, damn. Yeah. Um, You were saying. That's all I had to say. Okay. You, you didn't cut are me you off. hungry? Uh, they yeah, would, are they, you hungry? They wouldn't tip you. They would never tip me, and they would never show up on time. I would call them five minutes ahead of time before I knew I would get to their frat house, yeah. and I would still be waiting, still be waiting. Got it's, six sandwiches in the car. It's getting fraternity. Cold. It's fraternity, not frat. It's fraternity. Use okay. the whole word, please. Thank you. Why? Because it's respect. What is, is that, like it cop really? versus yes. police? It's respect. Um, we, um, we may have been broke in college, but we still tipped one way or the other. I mean, there were times that, like, there were times— that the delivery dude would be like, what's going on? We're like, no, we're just having a keg. We're having some people over. And he's like, I'm about done. Like, park your car. And the delivery dude would come in and drink with us. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if he didn't have cash to tip him, dudes would tip him a cigarette or a joint <laughs> so, or a so, can of beer. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I wouldn't even be in a fraternity. I'd just come hang out with y'all. <laughs> we had people like Oh, yeah? That. For sure. Uh, we had this house that was off campus. It wasn't officially a fraternity house, but 10 of us lived there, and we used it as, and we did the basement out to be the party zone to, you know, so it was a fraternity house, just didn't have the letters on the outside. Mm-hmm. The neighbors knew, but we were like, no, we no, not at all. Something see, reminds something that reminds me of the house of the outsiders. I can see y'all Pony Boy, Pony Boy, Soda Pop. Soda pop. <laughs> um, sure. That's the visual, <laughs> yeah. sure. 
but I remember, um, you know, times in which, like, uh, like our mail carrier was a woman, but she had like a goatee, like she had like she had like fur on her chin. No, yeah, she had she had like poor thing. She had fur on her chin. She had hair on her chin, and so we just were like, but but she was cool because ten of us lived there. And this was back in the day, Dean, as we've talked about many times, where you would do not the Columbia uh, Record and Tape Club, but the BMG, mm-hmm. where it would you in the magazine. Oh yeah, it's a postcard, and you 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 know it's already perforated. You tear it out, mm-hmm. and then you mark or you write down the numbers of the eight CDs that you want for free, and then you buy one CD, and then they're going to ship you four more. The problem is they were doing this on the honor system. No social security number, no credit card required. You remember. Yeah. You would send away. This is when America was naive. Yeah. And by the way, we ruined it for everybody. I know. You would, in every magazine, BMG, eight free, buy one, and then you get four more free. But if you didn't reply on the thing and send it back, no, I don't, each month a new CD would come. It was a subscription club. Mm -hmm. But you could easily beat the system. Here's how. You order your eight. And then you buy none, and that's it. Yep. Can't nobody get you. There's not. We're, we're using every fake name possible, like even perverse fake names, and they still fall for it. Haywood blank. Yeah. <laughs> Harry blank. Yeah. Whatever. So the mail carrier, she obviously had to be an accessory to this crime. She's a federal employee, but we got this big old house, <clears throat> and you walk up, it almost looked like a house from Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. But not nice. Right. But like old style. Yeah. Or like creepy, like a creepy house, like an Amityville horror. Okay. <clears throat> you know, where there's like a, an attic with the window coming out. Yeah. I lived in that room. Right. Ugh. It was haunted too. Yeah. I bet. Diablo. I told yeah. you about the ghost living in the house. So you would go up the wooden stairs, wooden porch, and there were pillars. And then you open the door, and there's another, like a little, I don't know. It, the house was built in late 1800s, early 1900s. So there's like the little area where you're not in the foyer yet, but you're between the doors. Mm-hmm. So then you go enter. Then the foyer, and there's a table to the right where, like, all the mail went because 10 dudes live there. But when we started scamming the system, we started beating, you know, BMG out of CDs. Every day, it seemed, there would be a cardboard, you know, rectangle, cardboard square, and you knew exactly what it was. The hard part was remembering who was using what fake name because uh, you use a different fake name every time. Yeah. So, so dudes wound up getting 40 50 free CDs because you would bang it. You know, you get eight per. You do it six times. You do it seven times. Hell yeah. They never asked for a social security number. They never asked for a credit card. They never asked for a down payment. Nothing. Nothing. So you, (laughs) so it was called, you know, you know, buy one, get eight free. And we called it buy none, get eight free. (laughs) So she would drop this stuff off and she knew the names of the people that lived there. 10 people. But then she's like, she would just shake her head. But I remember one time, I don't know what she thought we were living in because a couple of us were sitting in the living room, you know, like in your gym shorts or like in your underwear, you know, watching prices, right? Uh-huh. It's 11 o'clock in the morning and she just comes walking right through the living room in front of us because there was a soda machine in the living room. There was a soda machine. <laughs> Who has a soda machine in the living because room? Because I had two fraternity brothers and they were, they were the hustlers okay. from Dundalk, Maryland. Uh, I won't say their names, um, but Rob... Uh, Rob was one of them. Chris was another. All right, Chris Minnick and Rob Pacino. And they were hustlers. And where they're from is blue-collar working class, and you find a way. You know, they ran book. They were the bookies. Mm-hmm. They uh, had the, So the soda machine was Rob's, and so he put, he put beer in there, too. Like Milwaukee's Best, uh-huh. 50 cents, yeah. can of beer. <laughs> so there was orange soda in there. 
and the the mail carrier woman with her with her goatee, with her yeah, che- poor with thing, her cheer with her chin beard a little bit, just fun. She come walking in one day, like in front of the TV, in front, of, and we didn't know what to say, what to do. And she went over to the soda machine, and started buying soda. <laughs> like she doesn't know, like this is just our living room. Yeah, the guys that live here, <laughs> she didn't know. So then I was like, hey man, um, you know, like we gotta take care of her because she's just she's not asking questions. You know, as a mail carrier, she can return to sender. Yeah. And be like, and she not, she's hooking y'all up in a she, way. She could be like, Dr. Love does yeah. not live here. Right. Who's Dr. Love? Who's gymnasium? Yeah. They don't live here. Amanda Hug and Kiss? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. But instead, she just set them down and mind her own business. So we just started stacking the, the soda she liked. Oh, did and you? be like, you know, it's a okay. kickback. Yeah, yeah, for like sure. In, like in Goodfellas. When, yeah. they, when they knock over a, a cigarette truck, they give them a few hundred bucks. Yeah. We just gave her orange soda. We're broke. Help yourself. Hey, listen, I'm sure she appreciated that. And then I, well, I think we also taught her, here's how you get the CDs you want. <laughs> yes, Christian. Was it free for her? You said you filled it with the stuff she liked. Oh, no, they did. Originally, she was buying it. And I'm like, hey, man, we okay. need to just hook her up. Like, she's giving us CDs every day. That's true, Federal man. employee. CDs were like $5 back then. No, they were more than that. Like 15 They were 15 Yeah, like 15 Brand new CDs were between $12.99 and $14.99. CDs were expensive. All things considered. All right, so we just wasted an entire segment. Uh, coming up, when we return, which NFL superstar just got a text from someone saying they were coming over to do what to them? Plus, what's the best way to not miss a flight that you're running late for? Um, it's not this. It's not what this guy tried. Uh, we'll tell you exactly what that was in just a sec. Life Imaging FLA, remember, wants you to get the free heart scan with minimum requirement met. And they want you to stay and get a full body scan as well because it might just save your life. The reality is every one of us know someone, loved someone that's no longer with us because they didn't know they had cancer growing inside of them because they didn't know they had blockage in their heart and they were going to have a heart attack. Um, These things, the scans can detect. Their scans at Life Imaging FLA, the body scans can detect cancer up to a decade before you might even feel a symptom. Cancer is as small as a grain of sand. We are talking about Detecting heart blockage that might cause you to fall into the statistic of 30 to 40% of heart attacks where the first symptom is death. I want you to do this on your cell phone. Call pound 250 and just say the keywords free heart scan. Call pound 250 and say the three words free heart scan. You'll be connected in seconds to the life imaging FLA people. And then you're on your way. Wonderful people. All they do is save lives. Clean, modern, beautiful, positive facility. They don't deal with sick people. There's nobody there coughing. Nobody there needs a bandage. It's heart scans, full body scans that save lives. Do it now. Make an appointment now because you never know. Do it to be around for life. Do it to be around for the people that want you in their lives. Some of you have daughters that are hoping you can walk them down the aisle one day. Grandkids that want you to be there when they graduate school. Um, just do it. Call pound 250. Say free heart scan. I got mine. Get yours. You feel nothing. Takes a couple minutes. Over with. Call pound 250. Say free heart scan for life imaging FLA. We're back in moments with the story of the NFL superstar. They got a text from someone saying they were coming over to do what to them? Plus, it's the best way to not miss a flight when you're running late for that flight. Um, I'll give you, I don't know what the best way is, but I know it's not this. <laughs> that, I'll, I'll leave it like that. Yeah. The home team resumes on ESPN 1063. 
listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. Spring training must have officially started. We got a tweet from Mike Bauer, the general manager at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, and he sent a picture that says, Defining sports, Palm Beaches and Treasure Coast for 20 years. ESPN 1063. And the pictures on the bottom are Theo, then me, then Dean, then Ken. Interesting. Bing, bang, bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. See how Is that by that? coincidence? No, nah, they did that by design. Probably. Um, regardless, yeah, the baseball stadium's got our pictures up, our, our billboards up. And that does mean that this is the official season of people putting their finger under my nose. Actually, remember, it used to just be like me representing the show on Pillars. Yeah. So at least now it's the four of us. There won't be people p- picking my nose or flipping me off because yeah. all of our faces are together. Right. So now they'll give them some respect. Yeah. Because you always get those DMs. That's yeah. when you know spring Ooh, training's uh, Yeah. It's also uh, dinner time, officially, because it's 5.39 in the p.m., and that means buds, chicken, and seafood. Oh, my goodness. I'm hungry right now. How about a couple weeks back when I did the Buds read and uh, I saw you close your eyes and you started fantasizing mm-hmm. and then I saw your Instagram two hours later and you were in the parking lot eating out of a bag. <laughs> yeah. It is Seafood Fest at Buds Chicken and Seafood for a limited time only. Spicy shrimp, homemade crab cakes, crispy coconut shrimp. And that's on top of already, you know, the best fish sandwich in town. Plus, the best fried chicken in Palm Beach County is voted by you, the people. And the greatest chicken tenders you've had in your life, USDA actual classified tenderloin meat. Bud's Chicken and Seafood, a local family-owned business. This is mom and pop. This is America. This is the American dream. Bud started this business in 1957. It's been in the family ever since. The family runs all six locations. I'm telling you, if you've never had the crispy, crunchy, juicy, golden brown goodness of Bud's Chicken and Seafood, today's the day. A little mac and cheese. I like hot sauce on it. Creamy coleslaw, crinkle cut fries, your favorite. That's my favorite. Dip it in the honey mustard, the Bud sauce, all the different sauces. You're making the face again. Bud'sChicken.com. Order online. Order on your phone. Get it delivered. Pick it up inside. Pick it up to the drive-thru. Bud'sChicken.com. You closed your eyes again. Because you said that. I was thinking about the crinkle cut fries with the honey mustard sauce. Just dipping them in there. It just hits. Yeah. It just hits. It just hits perfect. Which NFL star got a text from someone saying they were coming over to do what to them? Do you know this story at all, Dean Thomas? Nope. Uh, do you know this story at all, Christian? I have not heard of it yet. I feel like, Dean, you may have experienced this. I might have. I feel like this you may have. This sounds like right up my alley. I feel like this may have happened to you. Were you ever in the USADA, a drug testing pool? Oh, no, I was not. Okay, so you never did have somebody come over? No. All right, because um, J.J. Watt got a text message. J.J. Watt retired, remember? Mm -hmm. He retired from football, and I'm pretty sure that he filed his paperwork. But regardless, J.J. Watt got a text message um, at 10.33 a.m. from a man. This is Dylan on behalf of the NFL. You've been selected for a high-dry blood spot test. Please give me a call or shoot me a text when you can. Thank you. J.J. Watt replied, I don't know what happens when you click report junk, but I think I'm about to find out. (laughs) He sent that to the junk file. Uh, This person was like, I'm coming over, and I'm about to prick you, and then we're going to test your blood right now and test your drug. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Watt's retired. Did he come over? 
Or did he just call him and be like, yo, man, I'm retired? Yeah, I mean, you know. Oh. It's J.J. Watt. Yeah, yeah. A.J. Dillon, by the way, replied and said, this is not the way I wanted to meet. No, not you, A.J. <laughs> Dillon. A different guy named Dillon. So, J.J. Uh, Watt, you know, he likes he likes a little bit of the attention. He likes the headlines. Yeah. He decided to share yeah, that yeah, with yeah, the I'm people. Sure, I'm sure he did. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It also could be a scam. You got to be careful. Yeah. That is true. Someone might come over and get you. That's what I'm saying. Um, let's continue on, shall we? Good. What's the best way to not miss a flight that you're running late for? How about that feeling that you have? There is nothing worse. When, when you're stuck in traffic, mm-hmm. your driver's slow. You feel like everybody is intentionally doing it. You're like, I can't believe everybody's doing this to me. As if the universe yes. is somehow conspiring to make sure you missed this flight. So, so do you ever have the thought in your mind, like, I can't miss this flight. I can't miss, like, what you're going to do. Like, if there's a way to get them to wait, does it ever cross your mind? Has it ever crossed it your mind? It never crossed. It, I'm, it never crossed my mind if there was a way where I can get them to wait, but it always crossed my mind that maybe the flight's delayed. What you, on the phone now, you can check. Yeah. See, before you had to wait to get to the airport, get through, check the monitor. Right. Now you can check the status on your phone. Right. So you don't go to the airport three hours early. Right. If you only need to be there an hour and a half early. Mm-hmm. You know delay stuff. Christian, when you're late for, have you ever been on a plane? I have. Because I know that you, you were disc jockey in Oklahoma. <laughs> Most of the people there have not been on planes. You're not wrong in assuming that. There's people from my hometown. There's people I went to high school with that never been on a plane. And by the way, why do we, you know, my girl's Columbia. She's Columbia. Uh-huh. And she's like, you know, something about in the plane. Are you, you know, when do you get in the plane? And, and I said, it's on the plane. And she's like, why? It should be in a in, plane. In the plane. Nobody says like, hey, I'm in the plane right now. No, you they say, say I'm, I'm on a plane. plane. I'm on a plane. So why in English do we do that? Because we're I idiots. I don't know. Because you're never, you're never on a plane, unless you're a, a wing walker. <laughs> unless you're a wing walker in some aerial stunt show. You're not, a, you're not on a plane. You're in the plane. Right? But you're on a bus. Right. Make sense of that for me. It doesn't make sense at all. I hate English. And you're in the car. You're in a car. You're on a bus. And bus you're, can go either way. You're on a bus. You're on a plane. But you're in a car. It don't make no sense. Hold on, wait a minute, man. I just, I can't let this go by. I have to say it right now. Christian, what is your your nationality? I'm a little bit of everything. You're not allowed to ask him, man. I, I, should, I know, man, but I, I'm, what I, are you? But I'm looking at him, man. And he he looks, looks like a magician. <laughs> I was just going to say, man, he looks like, the, he looks like Count Chocula. You do. You look like Count Chocula. <laughs> I got bullied as a kid uh, for being Indian when I wasn't Indian. Uh, native Indian or? No, from India. Asia. From Asia. From, from, yeah. from, a, a, from Asia. Um, and you're not. No. You're not what, what heritage? What do you have going on? I got some Native American, some Italian, some Irish, a little bit of everything. I, I mean, my last name. Like, you, yeah. look, you, look, <laughs> you look like Count Chocula. I'm looking at it, I'm like, man, you could play the real life action version of Count Chocula. You look like if Count Chocula had a deadbeat nephew that kept asking for favors. <laughs> <laughs> Can you introduce me to Booberry? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know, he, I know he's boys with Post Malone. <laughs> Can you introduce me to Frankenberry? I know he's got a hookup with Jason Aldean. <laughs> You look like a Count Chocula and a deadbeat nephew that always asks for free favors. <laughs> <laughs> Kellogg's I, money's good. No, you no. I see what Dean's talking about. But you see it though. Yeah, because I said magician. Because you got yeah. the pointy eyebrows. Right, right. Like when you said magician, I mean, it just looks like somebody you should be wearing a trench coat and a hat right now. <laughs> a cape. Yeah, a cape. <laughs> you look like um. You look like when you go to a terrible Vegas uh, hotel resort and they've got magic shows weekdays in the afternoon. <laughs> And there's old people in there because they need something to do. (laughs) 
You know, he's never doing the show again. <laughs> you want to keep playing? You look like no. it's your turn, Dean. It's not yes, my come turn. On. No, man. I, no, I can I take feel, it. I feel bad. It's no, your turn. Bad. You should no, not feel I bad. I don't, I don't have any more because I'm I'm so stuck on the Count Chocula. You look like a third year senior in a high school musical production of Bonfire of the No of uh, uh, the Vampires Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? The, Twilight. Um, the Vampire Diaries. What is it called? It's Buff, the Vampire you, Diaries. Okay. I was thinking Twilight. I was thinking Buffy. No, the one with uh, Brad Pitt. and what's Oh, your, Interview with a Vampire. Inter- you look like okay. a, the third year senior in the high school production of Interview uh. with a Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> You're not playing. You look like. I know, man. I, can't, I don't have any more, man. I don't have any Now more. people are like, you, we have to tweet out a picture. Uh, we have to tweet out a picture. Right. Yeah. Dean will tweet out a picture. Christian, I'll tweet out a picture as well. Dean is D-I-N Thomas. Mine is, uh, my Twitter is Josh on air, right? <laughs> Josh on air. Yeah. Yeah. J-O-S-H-O-N. Why don't you have it the same? It's, uh, former World Champion is too long for Twitter. Then why don't you just be Josh on air on Instagram? Taken. Oh. I know. I tried. Right. Trust me. I was, I was about to, to say that because I know, I know you better than that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trying to trying to do, trying to serve many purposes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, what's the best way to get out of, uh, to get a plane to wait for you? By the way, have you ever seen a plane wait for a passenger? No. I was, on a pl- I was on a flight one time that did. Nah. And, and, I, n- yeah. and I never met the man until Memorial Day weekend when our buddy, Adam Weitzman, had me come up to the Hamptons to spend the weekend with him and his friends. So hold on. who It had to be somebody. Yeah. Jim Beheim. Oh. The coach of Syracuse. No kidding. They, they waited for him on the plane? In 19, I want to say 98, I was up home visiting the fam. And, you know, Syracuse Airport is equidistant. To Rochester Airport from Geneva, New York, my hometown. It's an yeah. hour drive. Yeah. Either, either airport's an hour drive on the highway. So I'm flying back to Florida, and I get on the plane, and it's hot, and the AC, they're not, it's not starting yet. Mm-hmm. And it's time to go, time to go, time to Did go, you have time hot to go. Flashes? Time might to have go. menopause. It might, might have been menopause. Yeah. It was not menopause. And everyone's like, what are we waiting for? And the captain didn't say nothing. The flight attendants didn't say nothing. And there's just two seats left on the plane that are open. We're sitting there waiting. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, nobody else to get on the plane. Close the door. Let's go. Planes then didn't have TVs. What, you know what you had was the window. Yeah. And the view don't change if you're still sitting at the gate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we got to get up in the air. And all of a sudden, a red-faced Jim Beheim and his gorgeous wife, who is much younger, come on the plane and sit down. He's red-faced, probably embarrassed and whatnot. And the whole plane starts murmuring. He's a legend. He's a hero in Syracuse. But they also got bounced, whatever year that was, like immediately in the tournament. Ah, so you don't get no type of leniency. You gotta win games, man. Because now he flies private. Yeah. But back then it was, you know, U.S. Airways. Right. With the rest (laughs) of us. And I was like, why are we waiting? Oh. Nobody got on the plane for 15 minutes. And those two, as soon as they sit down, gate door closes, back it up. They're like, we got Jim Behan. They've held the whole plane with all of us. <sighs> and I didn't bring it up to him. I should have. You should have. We spent the whole weekend together. <laughs> Who makes that phone call? I don't know, but I, I have a listener. Well, I used to have a, I don't know if he still listens to the show, but there was a home team fan that came to one of my appearances and he gave me his card and said, yo, dude, I do air traffic control at PBI. I'm not saying I can help you, but if you ever need, just let me know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying I can, but if you need, let me know. Yeah. And, and I was on a flight, flying back home. It was a JetBlue flight, leaving PBI, going up to Rochester. It was in the summertime, and it was a Saturday afternoon, going up to see the family. 
and they were like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Um, bad news from the flight deck. We are 22nd for takeoff. I'm like, 20. Oh, my God. Like, There's not even 22 gates no. in PBI. <laughs> I need to be 22nd for yeah. takeoff. It's, like, it's going to be a little bit, uh, so just settle back and relax, and uh, we're going to try and see if we can't bump it up a little bit. Thank you. And I was like, 20, I got to go, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we got to go. My nephew's a little kid. They're going to pick me up at the airport. It's going to be too late for him. You know what? I'm going to miss my connecting flight. Like, we got to go. And I remembered, oh, that dude. And, <laughs> and I used to have a wallet back then. So you uh-huh. go through the, all the yeah. business cards, find that card, and I text that dude and say, yo, dude, if you're serious... I'm on JetBlue flight 32 for JFK <laughs> right now. I'm not joking. No kidding. A couple minutes later, uh, it's your captain speaking. Good news. We just got bumped up. We're going to go sixth now. No. Ooh, just like that. I was for like, real? Yeah. And I felt like saying, look at me. Yeah. I did this. <laughs> I, felt, I felt like letting the whole plane know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. If you want some cocktails, I'm in 7C. Thank you very much. <laughs> no kidding. It might have had something to do with it. He didn't text me he back. He didn't text you back. But, but what are the odds? Uh, that, yeah, no kidding. That we got bumped yeah. up just like that. Mm. Just saying. People think I'm lying right now. I'm not lying. I don't think you're lying. I think you're telling the yeah. truth. I promise you I am. Uh, when we come back, uh, we will tell you the way to not uh, get a flight to, uh, to wait for you. This guy learned the hard way. Yeah. You could probably use your imagination to figure it out. Two-minute warning is coming up next. First, a reminder that Brightline, the best way to get to Heat Games, best way to get down to South Beach Food and Wine Festivals this weekend mm-hmm. is this weekend. Uh, if you're coming up for Honda Classic, take Brightline. Buzzer beater trains guarantee you'll get there in time for tip and let you stay till the game is over because even if it goes to double overtime, the Brightline buzzer beater trains won't leave till th- 30 minutes after the game goes final. And it drops you off, picks you up right there. Brightline Station is like two blocks from... The arena. Here's what I recommend. Try Brightline. Skip traffic. Skip parking. Skip 95. We're just talking about hassles. Always arrive on time. GoBrightline.com. GoBrightline.com. Download the free Brightline app. Punch in my promo code Josh C and the number 10. Josh C. The number 10. And you can save money on all your Brightline trips. Two minute warning next. Home team. ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. We are counting down the days to our 20th anniversary celebration at ESPN 106.3 FM and ESPN West Palm. Um, Next Thursday at midnight, technically Friday, be 20 years of ESPN West Palm being on the air. Yep. 760 mm-hmm. and then 1063. And I've been here for 10 years. I've been here for half of it. Half of this time, huh? Half of it all. Look at you. Well, I was at the other place for like 13. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. remember. I remember. Um, Land Rover Palm Beach, west of the Turnpike on Okeechobee Boulevard. Man, if you are needing or wanting a Range Rover, a Land Rover, this is the only spot to do it. Matt Atkins is the GM. Matt's worked there for over 30 years. Not as the GM, but now he's the GM. They take care of people right. Service department, they're going to fix it right the first time. You're going to get a complimentary loaner, vehicle, pickup, and drop-off complimentary of your vehicle. Also, they're going to help you find what you want to be in next if your lease is coming up in the next six months, nine months, year. You're behind schedule. Hard to believe, but it's true. They're going to help you find what you want to get in so you don't get stuck continuing to drive what it is you're in now. Go check them out. 
in person. You can also shop online if you want. You get a deal done online. They make it real easy to do that. LandRoverPalmBeach.com. LandRoverPalmBeach.com. Land Rover Palm Beach goes above and beyond. Two-minute warning is in effect. And the two-minute warning today is being presented by Anajar and Levine. Here's the story. An Indian Army engineer was arrested Monday for making a bogus bomb threat in a desperate attempt to delay his flight after already missing another flight that morning. I figured that's what it was going to be. Uh, this man, a 59-year-old superintendent engineering of military engineering service, which sounds redundant, was upset um, after first missing a 5.15 a.m. flight. So then he got another flight. He was denied entry to a 10.15 flight. So then for the third goal round, um, he, he was late. And he was trying to delay the flight. And instead, well, airport police said he got into an argument with personnel and asked to be allowed to board the flight. The door was already closed. When the re- request was denied, the passenger threatened to stop the flight, called the police control room informing them about a bomb on that flight, and demanded that it be stopped from taking off. He thought if they stopped it and brought it back, then he could just he get could on. Just, man, it, he's got some serious anger issues. For sure. And also, that's just a really bad plan. Yeah. Because I mean, the phone extent. number shows up. <laughs> And your phone number is the same as the passenger that didn't yeah. make it on the flight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What a. That's really mm-hmm. poorly thought out. Yeah. Uh, two minute warnings to mention Anajar and Levine accident attorneys 1 800 747 free. 800 747 3733. If you were in an accident, had a slip and fall, workers' comp issue, got hurt on the job, just call Anajar and Levine. They're going to help you take back control of your life. They answer the phone 24 hours a day. Consultation is always free. Mark Anajar, Glum Levine are friends of mine. And again, I want to help you take back control of your life. 1-800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733 for Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Time for your mama jokes. Dean, spit one right quick at Christian. Go. Christian, your mama teeth so jack she can eat an apple through a tennis racket. <laughs> oh, mm. my God. Christian, go. Your mama's so hot, she makes jalapenos cry. The compliment. How's that insult? She's hot. Yeah. How's that well, you know, no one wants them to... <laughs> They're friends to tell their mom they're hot. No one wants that. Wow, he's worse than Tina. Go ahead and explain yourself. <laughs> Speechless. Christian, your mom is so fat, her car got stretch marks. <laughs> Bam! Uh, Time for your daily dose of that's cold. Brought to you by John C. Cassidy. And let's get at it. Um, when asked who we thought was the best player in the NBA right now, Minnesota Timberwolves guard Anthony Edwards replied, I think myself. Mm. Bruh, you're good, but you ain't the best player in the NBA. I ain't even heard of him. Uh, coming up next, the boardroom with Ken Levicka. Kids, remember, every single day above ground. It is a good day. So say good night to the bad guy. Good night, bad guy. Home team time, almost 6 p.m.